Hey, Go Church family. This is Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. Hey, everybody. And today we're sharing week three of this December series called The King in a Cradle. A King in a Cradle, but the more we talk about it, we realize that he is the king. It's good that as we keep talking about the subject, it grows on the inside. And, you know, we start seeing more and more and more about service, about love, about what Jesus did and about what this means we're supposed to do. That's the value of these podcasts. And really what we're trying to do is model something that we want happening all over Go Church Beirut. And that is where we get into these discussions and we, we talk about the truth and see how we can apply it practically. That's right. So this month was a little different because uh, it's Christmas month. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Trust you all had a great holiday. <laughs> and for that reason, we're doing a little more teaching, a yes. little more digging deep on this subject because our grow group times and our Discussion times are a bit irregular. This yeah, we're month. trading some of our grow group times, our, our group times. We're we're trading that for time with family, and but we don't want to lose connection, and we're using this medium as a way to to really dig into the subject. Did you know that you could also serve at home? That is true. You can also serve at work. Yeah. You no, know, just as much as we can serve others in the church. Yeah, praise God. And today we're we're going to talk about this, right? We're going to talk about what the fact that Jesus commanded us to serve and to love others. And that's part three of this message. So this message, the king in a cradle, uh, first part we talked about was the Christmas story. It was yeah. about how the king came to us in a cradle to save us yeah. and to serve us. Part two was about how we were redeemed and saved and equipped to serve him. And part three is this week, which just flows right out of that, right? And we're talking about how we were commanded to love others, which means to serve others. Which, you know, this, we talked about this, how it runs parallel with the purpose of Go Church. You know, our, our, our reason for being is to be your place to love grow and go. And I love how you talk about your place. It's not, it's not the geography, but it's that position in the body where we can put our natural effort into his plan. So just as we, before we get into this, I want to make the same amount announcements that we've been making all month. And I mainly want to talk about Alpha. So Alpha starting in January. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked a lot about it in, in the introduction podcast and in week one. If you want to hear more about what Alpha is, go back and listen to that. Uh, Not only that, but if you have people that you're inviting to Alpha and they have questions about it, just share that, uh, that first podcast for A King in a Cradle because we go into a lot of detail about that. That's right. So I just want to remind the Go Church family that this is happening and I want to encourage everyone to invite others, right? Practice the subject of uncommon courage, which we talked about last month. Yes. And invite people who you might be out of your comfort zone to invite to an alpha or go a bit further and join the team and help lead alpha, help run alpha. It doesn't happen by itself. There's a lot of work that happens in the background. And this is 
also what it means to serve, that we'll be in positions doing things that people might not even realize is getting done. So, but, and, and what's great about getting involved in Alpha, you know, we, uh, you, you've said this a few times, I really like the way you say it. Um, we want to move people from attending church to participating in church. And Alpha is such a great place to participate because you don't, you don't need to know where the Old Testament and the New Testament are, right? It's a place that anybody at any level can connect with and participate in something that Jesus is doing in Beirut. You want to know what Jesus is doing in Beirut? Come to Alpha. And it doesn't mean that we're going to have some, uh, you know, fiery preaching time. It's like you say, it's a open discussion. It's an right? open discussion, and uh, it's really open for everybody. But it's also a great place where anyone can connect. And you say, "Well, I really want to get involved with what Go Church is doing." Then you want to be part of Alpha. That's right. So, as we get into week three, this is the final week of the king in a cradle. Yeah. And I just want to go back and read the main scripture again. So uh, we explained this, or we talked about this in week one, about the context of the scripture, about how uh, two of Jesus' disciples came to him and said, you know, Lord, if you can do anything for us. And uh, he, he says, what can I do for you? And that's, that's, that's your God. You know, that's your God. What yes. can I do for you? He's, he's always looking to help, looking to do something for us. And they start saying, well, you know, when you go to heaven, when you enter your kingdom, uh, can you reserve two seats for us? One on your left, one, of, one on your right. Basically what they're asking, you mentioned this, is that, you know, they're, they're looking for a place of position, a place of authority. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, listen, guys, you don't, you don't understand what you're asking right. for. It doesn't work that way. It's not like, I don't want to do that for you and you're not good enough. No, in fact, he actually provides them and the, the rest of the disciples, hey, if you want the position of authority, here's how to do it. Sure. Be the servant of all. That's right. So let me, let me read what Jesus says to all the disciples. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, so, so this is, sorry, Mark chapter 10, Mark verses chapter 10. 42 through to 45. And I'm reading in the uh, New Living Translation today. Mm -hmm. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see that Jesus is answering their, their question. Hey, sure. we want to be in this position of authority. Okay, here you He's go. He's the king, right? He's right. the greatest. And he demonstrates that by his service. Yes. He demonstrates that by the fact that he, he steps into this position of, you know, lowly man, right? He mm -hmm. emptied himself of all power. He chose to be born as a, as a baby in a manger, right? We talk about the cradle, but the fact is he was born in a stable, yeah. you know, in a, in, a, in a meek and humble way. And because he carried that out, his name is above every other name. Isaiah, Isaiah 9, his name is a wonderful, wonderful counselor, the mighty God. And he, with those names, 
chose the place, the lowliest place. In fact, you know, we look at the Christmas story, think about it. It says that there was no place for him in the inn. So they, that's how they wound up in the staple. When you're talking about these, these things, it makes me think of when you and I and the, the whole team uh, went down to Sur and we recorded the Belong message. Yeah. And you talked about how one stone supports another stone. And Jesus is called the chief cornerstone. That's right. You know, and, and here in Lebanon, we can go and see this amazing stone uh, architecture that's, you know, some of it's in ruins, but I mean, beautifully preserved, really. And you can see like these, uh, like in Jebel, you can go to the citadel there and see beautiful arches. And at the head of the arch, there's this important stone, right? It's, it's the keystone. one that, the keystone that holds everything together. But the cornerstone is the one where? At the bottom that everything is built on. Right. And that's... It that's carries where, the most weight, right? It carries the most weight. Mark chapter 10, Jesus says, in the kingdom, this is how you recognize the... This is how you recognize who's in charge. Yeah. This is how you recognize the authority. Look at the cornerstone. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Sure. Paul said, there's no other foundation that we can build our works on other than Jesus. Sure. So we build our life. We build our life works. We, we pursue our passions, our ambitions, but what is the underlying foundation? We talked about the purpose, the underlying foundation of this message is the love of God. And here in our life, the underlying foundation should be Jesus. And, when, and then we provide support because of him to others. You know, if you, if you look at the, uh, the structure of the building and you, you think about the cornerstone and all these other stones, the cornerstone is the most important stone. Yes. Okay. Without it, there is no other stone that can be laid. Yeah. And you step back, it's the lowest stone. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the stone that's actually under the ground, the lowest stone. Right. And the first stone that's, that, that is actually laid. Yeah. So, you know, being in a position of responsibility in the kingdom of God doesn't always look glamorous. No. It doesn't, it's not always easy. Right. And, the place of greatest responsibility is the place of greatest service. And that is the key, the core of this message. Yeah. When you look at Jesus and you look at us. And, and if you if we go back to what we talked about before in John 13, it says, Jesus knowing, John 13, 1, Jesus knowing that all things had been put into his hand, all things, he had authority over everything. Yeah. In that, he did what? He took a towel and a wash basin and did the lowliest thing. That's amazing, it right? It is amazing. But it is a demonstration of what love looks like. That's right. Using great authority, not to serve me, but to serve others. Sure. So actually, let's connect love and service. Yeah. We talked about this. We've been talking about it all month, but let's connect it. So. Mm. Since you're in John 13, let's let's go to John 13 and let's see this. So we see the 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 story of when Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And then in verse 14, we read that he says, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, 
you also ought to wash one another's feet. Now in the same, in the very same chapter, right? In the same night, the yeah, same, same discussion, right? Same setting. Go down to verses 34 and 35 in John 13. And he says this, he says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35, this is so important. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So how is the way that we serve the world? How is the way that we serve people who Jesus loves? It's by loving them and by demonstrating that love between ourselves. That's exactly right. Did you see that though? The gospel, that's the message that, you know, Jesus demonstrates the king in the cradle. We talk, we've been talking about that. How, how is the gospel shared throughout the world? By demonstrations of love mm -hmm. in service. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. I'm going to demonstrate that I belong to him, to everyone around me, by, by, by putting this message of service into practice. So that means that I don't have to beat you over the head with a Bible. That's exactly right. To show you that I believe in yeah. Jesus. Right? I, don't have I have to, to love you. I don't have to win an argument. Right. I don't have to prove that you're wrong and my way is right. <laughs> That's right. I just need to act like Jesus sure. and serve. You know, the, and he, he depicts it. He says, if I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, so you should do the same. And um, not making people, hey, you know, forget about the way you think about things. Adopt my way of thinking. No, here, let me serve you. That's yeah. what we're doing at the kiosk, right? That's right. We don't, we're not asking people, hey, we'll give you a cookie. If you come be part of Go Church, no, just here, take the things that we prepared for you. That's a picture of the gospel. Jesus, right. he came and he prepared everything for us and then he just gives it away. This is, and this, so this picture of love, so this picture of serving others the way Jesus served us, that's the command, the yes. commandment, right? People refer to plenty of rules and things and but, but this is literally the commandment of Jesus. This is what he's asked us to do. And in the same passage of, of Scripture, right, if you move on to John 14, mm. we, we see uh, Jesus talking. So this is actually John 14 through the John 17 is what I like to call Jesus' epistle to the church. You know? <laughs> Which because, I love. I love that title. <laughs> I think it's so applicable because this is literally... Jesus revealing truth about who we are. Yeah. And not only who we are as individuals, but who we are as a church, as a group. And that's why it's special. That's why he's looking forward. He's looking at this point past the death, burial, and resurrection to his plan. And there's so much in here. Yeah. And then in, in, uh, in the middle of this, he says, there's so much more, and I can't say it yet. But... Yeah. When I go to the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to come and That's He's right. going to reveal these things to you. That's right. Whew. Praise God. <laughs> there's, there's so much here. And I actually want to pick out a point here in John 14 where, let's start in verse 8. You mm. know, he, He's talking about certain truths. And then what one of the disciples, Philip, says, 
you know, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Now, it's easy to just look at that, understand who Jesus is, understand that Jesus' works were revealing the Father. Mm -hmm. But this whole passage talks about Jesus is in the Father. The Father is in Jesus and I am in Jesus. That means I'm in the Father and I'm one with the Father. Yeah. So the question here talking about love is when people see you, do they see the Father? Oh, man. When people see you, do they see the love of God? Is that what they see? And that's something we should think about. That is really starting to practically look out and understand service, yeah. which is what are people seeing? You know, th this, you know, I've, I've heard it said by, by, by many famous preachers and, you know, you might be the only Jesus that someone ever sees. That's right. And it's so important to think about that. And Paul is the first one that said that. He said, you are epistles that are written oh, that's to people. I like the way Pastor Matt Beamer says um, we should use a filter um, on, on all the events around us that we experience, That like a two-part filter of knowing Him more and then also helping others to know Him. And as we're talking about this, it, it seems like we, we have to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, even for, for just a moment, and pick up on uh, a really important point. because. It's, it's perhaps easy to recognize acts of service, but it's more important that we recognize the fountain from the which... Heart. The, the yeah. heart. The heart. Where, where are these service sure. acts coming from? And it's like what we've talked about. It's not, it's not something that I'm doing to earn something. It's doing acts of service because of who He is in me. And Jesus in John chapter 8 says, if you've spent any time with me, you've seen the Father. Why? Because I do everything the way he would do it. That's right. And the way he would do it is what? Love and serve. That connection. Serving because I love. And 1 Corinthians 13 says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. I mean, um, we, we all, everyone in Go Church Beirut enjoys listening to you. I, I love belong. I've, I don't know how many people have come up to me and said, I love the rooted message. But what is the motivation behind what we're saying? Verse uh, 2, Paul says, I can have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries, have all knowledge, and have faith so that I can remove mountains. And if I don't have love, I'm nothing wait a minute, I can't do any of those things on my own. That, this is, these That's are right. miraculous manifestations of the Holy Spirit. You talked about this last week. This is demonstrations and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. But here, when we're talking about me, I have to be motivated by love for any of this service yeah. to join with what Jesus is doing. Yeah. And so if I'm going to if I'm going to take my natural and give it to him and make it supernatural, it has to come from a place of love. And so then we see it's not really just the events. It's not like 
uh, oh, you can just look at the miracles of Jesus and say, oh, this is why, um, you know, everyone could see the Father in Jesus because of these great things. In John 14, Jesus almost dismisses those, right? It's the demonstration of love. It's the heart behind, the motivation behind. It's the, I came to, not to be served, but to serve. serve. Yeah. It's so important. I mean, this this point that you're talking about from 1 Corinthians 13 ties back into the heart of what we're talking about and what service really means. So in the same passage, right, we talked about John 13, where he washed the disciples' feet. He gave him a new commandment. John 14, he's revealing, right? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But since you're also in me, people must see the Father in you. Oh. And in verse 12, which is pretty famous passage of Scripture, which a lot of people use to talk about the power of God, the works of God. You know, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my Father. That means nothing without looking at why you would do the work. Why? Yes, exactly. With the, the, the wellspring of love that motivates those works. Jesus always did things out of love and yeah. out of compassion. And because he wanted to see goodness flow out of him from the Father to others, right? And this is, this is the point. This is the whole point that we're making, that service is connected to love because... Uh, because the, the, the love of God motivates us to serve. So our ability to love is, is really a demonstration, is demonstrated in our willingness to serve. Yes. And these two are so, so, so connected. And I want to I wanna ask you a question. I want to move forward. How do we look at this practically? So we talked about service and we talked about serving God last week. But that's connected. That's directly connected to serving others. How can we serve others? And what, it, what does it mean to serve others? It's a great question. And, um, you know, we can, make it, uh, we can make it too complicated. But to make it practical, you know, we can just look at what's happening in Go Church right now. Uh, a way we can serve others is by uh, asking myself, I can just say, what's something that I can do for someone that doesn't necessarily benefit me. And a, a practical way I can do that is I can get involved with, uh, you know, taking a station or, or taking a time slot at the Christmas kiosk. Well, you know, that's just not really for me. I'm kind of introverted. I don't really know, you know, what if people ask me questions? I don't really know. No. It's, uh, it starts with I, I'm going to come and serve my community. How do I do that? Just by making myself available. There's a part of serving others that creates vulnerability. And when I'm, what I mean by that is I put myself in a position where I am subject to others. <laughs> I, uh, I heard once this person says, you know, if you want to, if you want to really be a help to someone, they probably won't call you when it's convenient for you. And, but if we, if we compare that with the story of this, of this message, a king in a cradle, how inconvenient was it 
to grow up in first century Judea under Roman occupation and as a toddler be subject to genocide, right? I mean, King Herod killed all the children under the age of two when Jesus was born. That's more than an inconvenience. Yeah. His, his family had to go and live as refugees for a period of time. The, the creator didn't have to put himself in that position where he was subject to that, but he did. And he did because he loves us so much. What does serving others practically look like? It looks like putting myself in a position where I'm subject to things that are not convenient or not maybe what I would prefer, my own self, but that will benefit and serve others. Yeah. And there, there is that element of, I, I'm using the word vulnerability because it's uncomfortable to hear, right? But um, it can be something as simple as, you know, standing in a, in a place at Vox Cinema when we all gather together for our, our big Sunday and say, hey, welcome to Go Church. And people ask, where do I take my kids? Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it can be something like joining with us uh, at inviting people to, the, uh, to our Alpha, to you know, helping people get there, making the effort and investment to go and pick people up and drive them, um, you know, drive them, making sure they get there, making sure they get home. These are practical ways that we can yeah. reach out. What would you say? I mean, I, I would, what you're saying is all on point. You know, we talk about all these different things at Go Church, and we talk about what we need to do, but more importantly, why do we do it? Yeah. Why do we do these things? Why, why do we want someone standing at the door to say, welcome, welcome to Go Church. We're so glad you're here. It's because we want to demonstrate love to people. There's a reason for that. It's not... It's not just, you know, we're trying to create an environment where we want people to come back. We, we don't want people to come to go church. We want people to come to Jesus. Yes. And to experience Jesus. That's right. We're creating a place for them to, to do that. And I, I, would, I would just take a step back and say broadly that serving God means loving His interests before our own. And His interests are people. Yes. They're always people. It's, it's just everything he wants to do and everything he ever did and everything he's waiting to do through us uh, is for people. Yeah. And this is the Great Commission. This is why we talked about this. We're still here. We're not in heaven. Right. Heaven's a far better place. Yes. I mean, the streets are lined with crystal clear gold, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, uh, we can keep going on and on and on. But, but the fact is we're still here. We're still here to, to carry out a purpose. Yeah. And this is the co-mission. This is the co-joined mission that we have with Jesus and is to reach out to people yeah. and to tell them about the king who came in a cradle to serve them. That's right. And that they are now free to see him, to serve him and to see others the way he sees them. So this is the plan. This is what I say is 
the main, you know, the main reason why we serve and the main motivation behind our service. Yeah. I think we're out of time now. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a great study. And, you know, this again, we say Go Church is your place to love, grow and go. And we've talked a lot about that this month. Um, and we're doing that and we're doing that in practice and we want to do that more. Why? Because we want to connect the things that we can do with the things that he can do. And when we do that, we will see that miraculous glory demonstrated in our life. And I'm super excited to see that in your life. Uh, in January, we're going to be talking about a purpose-driven life. I'm super excited about this message. You know, we've been talking about being deliberate. We're going to begin the new year with um, a look at purpose, making sure we live on purpose. It's one thing to be busy. It's another thing to be on purpose. And um, that's going to be a great message. Senior Pastor Matt Beamer is going to be with us um, on our next uh, podcasts, And that's going to be great. You're going to enjoy that. And of course, like we always say, if no one's told you already, we want to say Happy New Year. Ha, you thought I was going to say something else. And we love you. And we do love you. And we're <laughs> praying for you that God's richest and best is yours. Bless you guys. See you in the new year. Amen. Bless you. <laughs>